Welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, episode 488. This is the weekly podcast about slow flowers and the people who grow and design with them. It's all about making a conscious choice, and I invite you to join the conversation and the creative community as we discuss the vital topics of saving our domestic flower farms and supporting a floral industry that relies on a safe, seasonal, and local supply of flowers and foliage. This podcast is brought to you by slowflowers.com, the free online directory to more than 800 florists, shops, and studios who design with local, seasonal, and sustainable flowers, and to the farms that grow those blooms. It's the conscious choice for buying and sending flowers. And thank you to our lead sponsor for 2021, Farm Girl Flowers. Farm Girl Flowers delivers iconic burlap wrap bouquets and lush abundant arrangements to customers across the U.S., supporting more than 20 U.S. flower farms by purchasing more than $9 million of U.S.-grown fresh and seasonal flowers and foliage annually, providing competitive salaries and benefits to 240 team members based in Watsonville, California and Miami, Florida. Discover more at farmgirlflowers.com. For each podcast episode this year, we will also thank three of our major sponsors. Our first thanks goes to the Association of Specialty Cut Flower Growers. Formed in 1988, ASCFG was created to educate, unite, and support commercial cut flower growers. Its mission is to help growers produce high-quality floral material and to foster and promote the local availability of that product. Learn more at ASCFG.org. Hello, friends. It's 2021, and I couldn't be happier to welcome you to our fun conversation today. Anyone who's been part of the Slow Flowers community knows how deeply we value professional contacts that develop into friendships. And today, you will meet two women who are Slow Flowers members and now both my neighbors and friends. I live in a little suburb of Seattle called Des Moines, Washington, which is just south of the metropolis. Our first guest is Cindy Shirock, owner of CMS Floral Design, based here in Des Moines. And our second guest is Gina Thresher of From the Ground Up Floral, located in Kent, Washington, the much larger community just to the east of us. Both women have home-based studios, and as it turns out, I learned that both started their floral journeys about 12 years ago. Cindy will explain how she organically built CMS floral design while working full-time in a corporate job, and Gina will share a somewhat similar path beginning when she designed the flowers for her own wedding and then growing her studio while raising her two young children. I feel so much affection for both of these women. Earlier this year, after the death of my father, I was so touched that friends who wanted to send their sympathies ordered floral arrangements for me by looking at slowflowers.com to find my local florists. Both Cindy and Gina delivered heartfelt, stunning arrangements that my family, including my mother and I, really enjoyed. In addition to CMS Floral Design's focus on flowers for corporate clients and everyday orders, Cindy owns Seattle Elegant Sofre, a specialty design service for Persian wedding ceremonies. She'll tell us how the sofre is a cultural tradition that is created in addition to the wedding flowers, incorporating several features and ingredients that are symbolic and meaningful. Gina started from the ground up floral, transitioning to a full-service floral design practice after studying invertebrate biology. 
as you'll hear in our conversation, her business formation began with her own wedding flowers, which she designed. She explains, I was that DIY crazy bride, the one that doesn't really notice she's spending a fortune to ruin her nails and causing her family to panic when she doesn't have the boutonnieres done at 3 a.m. the morning of the wedding. Hooked, Gina took classes and pursued floral certifications at the national and international level, including AIFD, that's American Institute of Floral Designers, and EMC, European Master's Certification. She teaches in person and virtual design courses, lectures, and is active on social media, primarily as the Pacific Northwest Chapter President for AIFD. So let's jump right in and get started. Enjoy meeting Gina and Cindy. Welcome back to the Slow Flowers Podcast with Deborah Prinzing, and we're kicking off 2021 with a fabulous conversation with two amazing guests. I call this Meet My Neighborhood Florists. I have two good friends who are part of Slow Flowers who actually, we all live in the same community, and so um, I just feel like I need to show the love and tell their stories. So first, we'll I'll welcome Cindy Shriak of CMS Floral Design. Hi, Cindy. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm great. Cindy's in Des Moines, Washington, which is the same zip code I have. There's only, uh, it's a small town and uh, where she's just down the street. And I'm also thrilled to welcome Gina Thresher from From the Ground Up Floral, based in Kent, Washington, which is the next town over. Hi, Gina. Hi. Thanks for joining me, both of you. Um, Some of you may recognize Gina if you joined one of the Slow Flowers meetups earlier this year. She was a guest of uh, that fun event. So uh, we didn't get the, we were talking about something else. So we weren't really talking about just her (laughs) business. So this is fun. Um, Well, we're going to talk about both of you as studio florists and kind of how your business is shaped and what's how we're pivoting and all of that stuff. And um, also, I think we'll we'll try to look to the future and and uh, shrug off 2020. So, um, Cindy, uh, I don't know how I first met you, but I think it was because we met at the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, which is also how Gina and I met. Um, so give us a snapshot of CMS Floral Design and how you describe yourself and, you know, what your scope of services are. Great. Well, CMS Floral Design, I started 12 years ago, why I still was um, doing a corporate job at the same time. It was always my dream to move on and be a studio florist. In the beginning, I thought I needed to have a storefront and I you know, talked to real estate and then I got to thinking about it. Do I want to be in a, in a storefront at three in the morning finishing up my, my designs? <laughs> and everybody out there knows how that goes. But so that was 12 years ago, and there were several times I was ready to stop because I thought I can't do this and work at the same time. But it gave me a lot of time to get my feet underneath me. And I started going to the growers market in the very beginning when it opened up and just met incredible people there. And it just encouraged me to keep on going that it wasn't this big, scary thing. I could take it one bite at a time. And I did just slowly started introducing myself to people. And that was the key is to see people in the market that I didn't know walk up, stick my hand out and say, you know, what's your floral design company? And it was amazing how many helpful hands there were. Wow. But the scope of my business is when I very first started, I thought, oh, I'm going to be a corporate florist. Well, I didn't really have a way of getting my foot in the door that I was aware of. So I started out doing weddings and it all started from telling people that I was a, a florist 
I went to um, the Seattle Floral Design Institute. Now it's out of Portland. I guess it was always out of Portland, mm-hmm. but they had a class up here too. Mm-hmm. So what happened is I really, I had an accident where I broke my leg and I couldn't travel for work. And during <laughs> that time, I had a great manager friend and I said, would you have any issue with me taking some adult learning classes while I was laid up? And he said, yeah, go ahead. Well, it was floral design classes. Oh, I love it. I love it. <laughs> so this kind of fell in place. Not the best way to, to clear your calendars to break your leg. But then I started out and I was lucky to have a cousin that just referred me to a bride. And then it just went from there. It really kind of exploded. And I really hadn't intended to be a, a floral or wedding florist, but it's been a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. I've met so many incredible people. people. And then it just grew from there. Then I ended up getting a corporate account and that grew into a couple of corporate accounts and just word of mouth, really, and perseverance, just keep on going and checking with people. And so my my main business now has changed a little bit. And we can talk about that more just with the pandemic. But basically, I was doing, you know, one to three weddings a weekend. And then while while working full time. Why working full time? It was not smart. Yeah, and and Cindy, you never did get the retail storefront, uh, right? I nope. mean, you have a, a cool studio setup, which I've gotten to see. Can you just describe that to people? Yeah, I was working out of my basement, but in the beginning, because my basement didn't look anything like a studio. In fact, it would have probably scared any clients off, thinking, "Oh, if she's not organized, there's no way." <laughs> so we would meet at my dining room table. My husband would go in the back bedroom, so he wasn't in the way, and meet at the dining room table. And you know, that way, I could just present this professional look at my dining room table. Mm-hmm. But then, as I saved up from my weddings, um, actually just gutted the basement. One of my company bonuses bought me my first cooler, which you don't necessarily need. I know a lot of designers that don't work with one, but it's it's convenient. And so um, took and changed the basement, used my profits to remodel and put up workstations and custom shelves and everything just works so well now. It was a long process getting there, but it's been worth it. Yeah, it's it's a gorgeous space. Maybe we can share a photo of it. Um, it's kind of like a daylight basement in that you you mm-hmm. have good light from one side, right? Yes, exactly. I and think, then putting a lot of cam lights too. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the other thing I want to mention before we jump to Gina is, uh, Cindy, you've really turned CMS Floral Design into a family affair. You pretty much employ your family members to work on when you need extra hands, right? Yes. In fact, we kind of laugh because my, my husband's cousin, she's retired. My mom, of course, is retired. Um, sister's retired. So it kind of looks like a senior sweatshop down here. We kind of joke about <laughs> average age. You know, if we average it out, it's like 70. But um, Hey, I love it. <laughs> well, now my mother and my one cousin, uh, they, they not, are not as available as they used to be. She, my mom still comes over and she does corsages and stuff and she does my books. That's important. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, now I've employed a couple of girlfriends that have retired and, you know, just love to create. They actually, I kind of discovered them by having some classes. It was kind of like an interview, but they paid for it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> so I love it. Classes and I found out, you know, these, these ladies, I mean, not only do I enjoy their company, they're very talented, hard workers. And so now, I actually employ the two of them and not so much 
my family other than the holidays. I'm just teasing. Yeah. And I kind of was just teasing. (laughs) Oh, no, but I really do. And it's really been fun. And, you know, it's been, I think, kind of endearing to people on the, when they come to the website, they're like, oh, wow, you're a family. And it's like, Mm -hmm. yeah, we really are. I think that's what I've seen is the photo with your, everyone's wearing their CMS floral design t-shirt and, uh, or something that matches. I can't remember what it is. Yes, our shirts. Your shirts. (laughs) Wow. You know, I just have to comment that um, I, I interviewed, um, I I think Kit Wirtz and Casey Schwartz of Flower Duet, they're in Los Angeles, and they teach a lot of workshops, and they similarly use it as kind of a, um, the farm league, or, you know, the uh, the feeder uh, pool of, of identifying who they want to invite to freelance for them, because they think, if you've learned my design method, then I you're teachable and you're not going to come in and necessarily, you know, try to change things up. You're going to work with my system. Right. Which I thought was really smart. So good for yeah, you. Good really, for really well. Yeah. That's cool. Well, uh, Gina, jump in. Uh, a lot of people know you because you're active on social media. You're very <laughs> active in AIFD and, mm-hmm. um, you know, you've been teaching online and I know Cindy has. So introduce well, let me stop for a second and say, when I first met Gina at the growers market, she had a tiny baby. And now that baby is like, how old? She is, she just turned eight. Oh my gosh. But the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market opened in 2011. And so that just shows the depth of our connections mm-hmm. in the Seattle community. Um, your children have grown up shopping with you there. Oh, yeah. I actually had her like in her little car seat and she got to hold your book. It was really cute. I actually uh, have that photo. I should find that and post it. <laughs> dig that out. Um, yeah, Cindy, I'm just waiting for mine to turn old enough to do my like boutonnieres and corsages. Like, can't wait. <laughs> Absolutely. Train those kids. Well, mm-hmm. um, no, when- that's what you're hearing in the background, by the way. I'm, I apologize. It's a little noisy here. Oh, I'm not hearing it. No. Well, okay. So, Gina. <laughs> All I can hear is that. <laughs> so, from the ground, from the ground up, Floral isn't your first business name, though. When I you used to have a different brand, right? Yeah. Uh, so I did rebrand. Probably, I think it's been almost six years. I, it's been quite a few years yeah. since I rebranded, but I was Il Bel Fiore. And after a couple of rides, I realized like nobody could remember that name. It just wasn't memorable. Um, the whole reason I came up with it was basically I incorporated myself. Very quickly, I got a business license so I could get a wholesale license so that I (laughs) shop for my own wedding. Um, I did my own wedding. That's how I got into this. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. um, We carted all of the florals down to the Oregon coast and um, had our wedding on the beach. And I fell in love with flowers after that. I did it very part-time when I, you know, my kids were little, little, but um they're getting older now. And I, I went full time a few years ago. So yeah, mainly weddings and events. Um, I just always have a soft spot for, for weddings. Mm -hmm. I love the name from the ground up floral. And you recently also told me that there was a double meaning for that, which surprised me, but I loved it. (laughs) My, my dreams of opening a retail shop, like, you know, Cindy, I I think we all kind of have that little retail bug for a minute. Um, but mine was basically to open a coffee shop along with a flower shop. Um, so it kind of had a dual purpose meaning. The uh, ground. I still might get around to it, you know, building my little empire over here. But um, <laughs> Kent yeah, needs you. 
Um, so, but you kind of downplay the fact that you did everything part-time, Gina, because in the course of, since you started your business, which I'm, I don't know how long ago it was, was that like 10 years or so? Uh, yeah, I've been married for 12 years. So it's been, I missed the Floral Design Institute by one year. Oh my gosh. You guys are kind of about the same maturation in your businesses then. I missed them by one year. So I had to take all my courses online. Um, but I have, I've gone to Oregon to, you know, learn with Leanne. Um, and I'm kind of trying to follow in her footsteps and I'm actually teaching as well. So I, it's been a, it's been a journey. I'll tell you. Wow. <laughs> but in that course of 12 years, you have, um, pursued kind of a professional, um, I guess milestones mm-hmm. that other people might not have realized were available to them, like AIFD and yeah. AMC, and um, that you're very active in, especially in AIFD right now. You're the president, right, of the Northwest chapter? So I, I am our Northwest chapter president. Um, AIFD is a really fun group of people. Uh, it It's all about learning and sharing, honestly. Um, that's why I believe in it. It's it's a whole national wide community of florists that share their knowledge and we get together every year for a giant symposium. Um, it's like going to floral Disneyland. So yeah. And we do a lot of fundraising and really great educational events Mm -hmm. in the region as well, but it's kind of been limited, you know, with COVID and everything, but, um, yeah, if anybody has any questions on how to join, where to start, how, how you get there, um, it involves a, it does involve like testing in, so you have to be accepted to join. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's a really great community of people. I don't think I would be where I am today without it. Uh, I've learned so much. Um, and then EMC is a, the European master's certificate. Um, that was the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. <laughs> it was like you. going to botany school, right? I heard. It, yeah. It's just, it's about the equivalent of what what they do is they take a three-year program and they squeeze it into about um, a year. Mm-hmm. And it's it's very encompassing. You learn a lot. And then you get to go and test in Bruges, um, which I, <laughs> it was so, it was, it was very trying. Which is in it Brussels, was, right? Yeah. yeah. Brussels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Belgium. It was really great because I got to go to Floralmore, which if anybody ever has the experience, like opportunity to do that, just it's, it's well worth it. It's mm. amazing. Mm. Maybe amazing. can you show, can you share some photos of some of the things that you've done? Oh with yeah. EMC yeah, definitely. And I'll send you some. It was, I have a whole photo album. I just took pictures, so many pictures. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about, uh, adjusting in 2020. Um, Cindy, I know that, you know, you described, when did you start going full-time? I went full-time five years ago. Okay. Um, I got a nice call from my company saying my job was going to be eliminated, and I did backflips because I was so ready. <laughs> <laughs> like, thank you for firing me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, that was... Well, they I didn't was fire you, on, but they, they yeah, eliminated they, your position. Yeah. Right. And you know what? It was you know the happiest day because I'd been working towards that. I was going to go ahead and give my notice in December. Well, August, they decided that my role was going to be eliminated. And I was so ready to go. So it just worked out perfect. I felt mm-hmm. very fortunate. Um, so then I went full time. And it's it's been busy ever since. <laughs> well, I know that weddings really drove a lot of your um, 
your business for years. And there is one thing that you do that's really special in the wedding world that I think you should talk about because it's a, it's a specialty in a cultural sense that, that you've developed as one of your niches, right? Yes. I do Persian wedding sofres. And the sofre is actually their altar. Much like in an Indian wedding, they'll have a mandap for their altar. The Persian sofre is called a wedding spread. And there's like 35 different symbolic things that are part of the sofre and flowers are a very important part of it. And it's been um, such a nice surprise for me because I was totally accepted into the culture. Um, first, there's little questions like, you don't sound like you or Persian. Do you speak Farsi? And it's like, no, but I've studied Persian weddings for about, oh gosh, it's about 10 years. My first one I went to was about 25 years ago. Uh, it happens to be my cousin's wife is Persian, and that was the first wedding. And I was just just amazed by the sim- symbolism in it. The wedding service is over 4,000 years old. And it's just passed on. A lot of times it would, or traditionally the mom would put together the spread. But now with, you know, mom's working and so much production work goes into some of the weddings that they found that they'd rather enjoy the wedding. And they bring in a special designer to do it for the the ceremony. Right, exactly. So that's really led to um, a lot of business and just so much fun. Mm. It's, it's just a really nice cultural experience. And I've met so many people that I've just fell in love with. I'm imagining it's a lot of word of mouth referrals then. Yes, I do have a, a, a website that's Seattle Elegant Sofre with pictures of the different types of oh, wow. there's traditional style, mm-hmm. there's um, organic style, pretty much anything a, a bride might want. They put their, their I guess, uh, style associated with it, mm-hmm. whatever their lives are. Mm-hmm. And then we just work in all the traditional stuff to go in fit. But it has been mostly word of mouth. Um, oh, a couple of really people cool. come through the website, but yeah, it's been a lot of word of mouth and it, it's just been a blast. Cindy, I bet you do know a few words of Farsi after all this time. <laughs> it's like, hello and thank you or something. Yeah, well, but the words of the different things that come on the sofre, nabat and um, gosh, oh. I'm just stuck now all of a sudden, but that's yeah, so cool. It's, it's amazing. Well, it's we'll really yeah, cool. I encourage you to look at my website. Yeah, we'll share a link and maybe you can share a photo or, uh, of one of the... Okay. Um, Sofre. Yeah. Yes. How do you spell Sofre? And Sofre is spelled S-O-F-R-E-H. Cool. Wow. That's interesting. So uh, in 2020, I know a lot of designers um, had postponements of weddings. And uh, Gina, maybe you can talk a little bit about uh, how you've coped with that and um, kept super busy nonetheless, right? I don't know that you've replaced the income, but... You and I've done a fun, very interesting, um, moving forward. I mean, I, I, honestly, it's a little disheartening to be honest. Um, you know, with the new brides and everything's looking very super booked for them. Um, I've had a few that are like panicking, like, oh my gosh, I need to book my floors now. I'm like, yeah, you probably should, because I've got like five or six, almost probably 10 weddings that I had to reschedule to next year. And it's, well, 2021. So, uh, I didn't charge for that. I felt, I felt it was fair, you know, to just move them accordingly. I had, there was one wedding where I had to move like three times. Um, Mm. (laughs) but 
it's, it's been interesting for sure. Uh, moving all of the events around, um, and, you know, really trying to keep sane about it. I, I didn't really feel like it was anybody's fault. So I didn't feel like I would charging them just seemed kind of not you mean, what I you to mean do charging, business. charging, charging a lot. the rescheduling fee mm, and, yeah. you know, like but you're changing doing the pricing. And I just chose to honor all of that. I did have a kind of a disclaimer, like, Hey, if the pricing goes up a little bit, I'm going to have to like switch some stuff around. But for the most part, what uh, seems to be the trend was they had to downsize. So I didn't really, I had one person cancel and that was because she was from out of town. So that was like, that totally makes sense. Like mm-hmm. she's in San Diego. She can't, can't come. Yeah. Um, but everybody else was pretty good about, we kind of, it's, it's, everybody's been so different and what they choose to do and how they want to handle it. So I've kind of been very open and very flexible. Um, as far as that goes, it's like, sure, you can have the same amount of flowers. It's just going to be really pretty for the smaller intimate ceremony and, you know, whatever else that we're allowed to do. Um, so when you started so that, out and said it was disheartening, you were referring to the fact that couples and brides are were discouraged it's sad. and it's you're really trying sad to, to have to reschedule yeah. your wedding. Like, <laughs> and I feel it too. Cause a lot of these events, like I was looking forward to doing, cause I, I love weddings, but you know, you get that, like, in your head, you're like, oh, I got to do this really cool bouquet and like, look at these centerpieces. They're going to be amazing. And then you're like, oh, crap. Yeah. Cool. We have to move it. So that's not happening anytime soon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So how did you fill your time? I, well, let me just stop and say, both of you brought me beautiful flowers that were ordered through the Slow Flowers website mm -hmm. uh, when we lost my dad in uh, the spring. And in the past, I did not perceive either of you as kind of delivery florists or everyday florists. And I feel like maybe for both of you, that was a, a kind of an unexpected change in 2020, uh, would you say? Yeah, kind of. I mean, I, I do the occasions. I just don't advertise it as much. Um, and I've gotten a few, quite a few orders off of Slow Flowers. So I'm really glad that I joined, honestly. I don't know about you, Cindy, but it's it's kind of one of those things. I don't keep a whole lot of stock, like stuff in stock. So if somebody orders from me, it's probably a pretty special occasion. Like I'll say, Hey, I can get this delivered this date. Cause I have to go get product for mm. it. Um, and Not- I happen to be pretty lucky about that though. Like I usually tend to get orders in bunches, mm. <laughs> like group. So, you know, I can, I can afford to not have mm. wasted product. Yeah. So, so hopefully not the same day kind of thing is what you're saying. Right. I don't yeah. do same day. Yeah. He, and I, I really kind of disclose that because I do have people call and they're like, can I get an order out today? And I'm like, well, no, no, <laughs> but if you want tomorrow, something, but yeah. yeah, there's kind of a cutoff window, especially when your wholesalers close at noon. Yeah. But it's so. kind of a, you're treating it more like a custom design, not just a one-off and, yeah. and, and Cindy, how about you? I've really pivoted with, mm-hmm. with the pandemic happening. I got really depressed, and I think a lot of people did. Brides were calling, and, of course, they've planned on, you know, their dream wedding, and we've done the work. We've done the pricing, all that stuff, but I really just felt bad for them just mm-hmm. because, you know, an exciting day. I rescheduled several of them. There's a few I couldn't, so I referred them. Mm-hmm. And to that's one thing about having a community. You can refer somebody and feel really good about giving that referral but I've pivoted and I'm more of a delivery order florist now and I'm loving it. Um, my husband has always said, gee, you know, 
I'm really happy your business is thriving, but it would be nice to do something on a weekend. And, you know, I could hear that and I understood it, but I just couldn't say no because I love working with Bryce. But it really opened my eyes. So the wow. silver lining silver lining has been that I found that making the switch, I'm really happy. I'm loving doing different designs all day long. I My phone rings off the hook, which I was so surprised. But um, it's just been a pivot for me. It was a silver lining and I'm going to, you know, finish the reschedules that I've done. And I still do the one-off weddings here and there, but I've become more of a corporate florist and everyday delivery person now. Oh. And it's been fabulous. Wow. So how how do you think people are finding you? First of all, I have to say, there's been this little retail flower shop in downtown Des Moines that has added, since I've lived here, when <laughs> I moved here in 2017, there have been three different tenants. So yeah. you don't have much competition for the local market, I'm sure. Uh, are people finding you just by Googling Des Moines Florist or? They're, they're, people have figured out the 1-800 numbers aren't what they expect. And I'm really surprised how much people have educated themselves. So they'll call me. It's like, I went to your website. And I can tell those pictures are yours. Mm. And, you know, then they see the family page. So having a very simple kind of homegrown website has really helped because people are looking for that as long, you know, along with finding, you know, locally grown American grown flowers but it's just simple. And I think you might be able to tell it's kind of homemade, but it, it actually has been a benefit. And the florists that have been in that retail section are still, they they were wanting to go to studio just mm. because, you know, financially things have yeah. changed. Oh, I see. And so you know about, you know who that is. Yeah. And okay. I've stayed in contact with them because when I can't do something, I send it to them because just like me, they're trying to grow a home business and I try to support other florists whenever possible. There's plenty of work to go around. And that's been a really fun thing, too. It's just the community has been such a, a surprise and a bonus. So Yeah, that's interesting because you, you when you mentioned that when you started introducing yourself to people at the growers market, I had this thought in my mind, like, wow, you probably felt pretty isolated before that because you're Again. stuck in your basement. <laughs> and, you yeah. know, weddings are, they're one and done. Then you don't have that continuity with a client relationship either. Yes, it definitely, that, that's been one of the bonuses is the friendships at the wholesale market. It's like my social hour. <laughs> my husband would say, wow, you're gone for two hours to get your flowers. It's like, well, yeah, about an hour of that was socializing too. <laughs> but that's how you make those connections. You learn from the other people and it's just a real blessing. Well, I just want to ask you about one more thing and then we'll jump to Gina. Um, you told me that there, okay, you go to the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market. You probably know all the farmers. That's probably like a 20 minute drive from where we live. But you told right. me that you've developed this like local, hyper local source with some growers in our town. And I've seen the sandwich board, but I've never found their property. So you have to take me there okay. next summer. Tell me uh, how, how, how reliable is that for you? It's been fabulous. I would drive down the hill and I'd see this little sandwich board that'd say flowers Thursday through Sunday and, you know, advertising $15 bouquets. I thought, well, I'm just going to drive by there and you know, see what's up. Well, it wasn't just people making bouquets. They actually have a farm. <sighs> Nicest family. They have turned their garage into a cooler. And I can call them and say, gee, I need, you know, three buckets of tulips. Their tulips are gorgeous. Oh, my gosh. We and need a field trip there, Gina. <laughs> okay. I think I need to add to that field trip. There's um, another one that I've just found, um, Sweetbriar Farm. Where Over is that? Closer to Enumclaw. But okay. 
I think I've driven past the one that you're talking about in Des Moines. And yeah, it's like a 16th Avenue. Yeah, I've kind of been curious too, because I think I've seen that sandwich board. So I was, I'm always like, but it's like literally in the neighborhood, right, Cindy? I mean, it's just, yeah. I think I maybe I think drove past them. it because I was not slowing down enough. Yeah, they're kind of down a little bit off the road. And you wouldn't think it'd be, you know, it, it, there's no really signage. They'll have a tent up just to keep dry. But um, it's a mom and pop. And they have their own own growing down in Kent. And they're fabulous. They oh, cool. hold buckets for me. They do beautiful irises and tulips and just all kinds of cool greenery and they're just, they're just so nice. But then you can tell, you can tell your clients like these, this is more local than anything. It's like, it's coming from a few blocks from my house. Yep. And they're just for people. And then the other one, that farm is named Lore Farms. It's L-O-R Farms in Des Moines. The other one is Lee Farms and they have a, a, I guess a booth at the public market, but the gentleman, Scott, he does a commercial, local commercial for one of the banks, but he sells down at the Des Moines market when they have that open. Well, he lives in Burien, so I can call him and he'll literally set a bucket out on the porch and I can swing by and pick it up. <laughs> so, That's awesome. Okay. I, I just have to say, I've, I only know of Lee Farms because I buy the meal delivery service from Maven Meals, which is based in Des Moines which is a woman-owned, organic, kind of prepared meals business. And this year, she added Lee Farms bouquets to to the order form. So you could just add $15 to, you know, your your entrees and um, get a bouquet delivered. And I always wondered, what is this Lee Farms? So you've answered a big question for me. Wow. Yeah, super people again. It's just picked up the phone and called and very accommodating. I was doing an event for Alaska Airlines and they needed, they wanted to set up something that looked like the public market. And I thought, well, time involved and stuff. Maybe I'll just call one of the vendors at the public market. And so he sold me these pre-made bulk, you know, arrangements. We wrapped them in market paper and everything. Cause then I could focus on the, you know, 50 other arrangements I needed to do. <laughs> the other so part of the it, event. It was, yeah, it was a real win-win there that we could collaborate together. And he was thrilled to get the business. And I was happy to be able to manage that that one display. <laughs> well, and just mentioning these farms, these are probably growers. And also the one, Gina, I want you to jump in. They're probably too small to sell the volume at a place like the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market. But they probably really appreciate a florist oh. purchasing because your quantities are more than just like one person buying a $15 bouquet at the farmer's market, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So she doesn't have, I mean, it's a very small, I I actually went and visited and she took me on a little tour. Um, She reached out, actually, I think she was in one of the farmer florist groups on um, Facebook. And I was like, where are you? Like your poppies. Mm -hmm. People were going nuts because she has like the Shirley poppies and she has all this, I did a bouquet with her Shirley poppies and they were just Mm. Everybody <laughs> wants so every good. stem available. So I'm like, yeah. wait, I can't wait until spring. I'm, I've got spring fever so bad. <laughs> but yeah, she doesn't have a whole lot of stuff. But when I can buy a bucket from her, I totally. I had her a, a whole bunch of her sunflowers for a sunflower wedding over the summer, and um, they were amazing. She wow. even grew like little smaller ones. Like she picked off the side buds for me for boutonnieres. So, yeah, you just have to tell them what you need. It's interesting in the Slow Flowers uh, member survey, I don't know if either of you had time to fill it out, but um, I've been going, combing through over 200 comments um, or 200, 200, more than 200 people 
responded. And for every one of the questions, there's like at least 150 comments. And I've been combing through them. And one was sort of asking people what they see on the horizon for 2021 in their business, their floral enterprise. And a number of people talked about wanting to collect growers talked about wanting to collaborate more with florists Mm -hmm. and florists I could sort of tell who was answering but the florists would comment and say um you know buying farm direct is is fabulous I want to I want to support local farmers so you both are kind of alluring alluding to that being just a regular daily practice for you yeah and we did talk about that I mean the I don't know if you guys saw the last um video chat we did, but the, the Florvana summit, Tonelli was actually talking about building relationships with your whole, like your local growers. And I thought that was the coolest concept. Yes. Like, and I was glad to hear that it's going to be more prevalent in the next couple of years. I think it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, I plan on starting to grow some of my own stuff. Cause my mom has five acres. <laughs> like, oh, Gina, I'm, you got a farm right there. Where does your I mom know, live? Insane, but I, I can't grow things. <laughs> <laughs> so I've been trying to work on I've I've propagated some stuff. I'm I'm working on it. I I have a notorious black thumb. Mm. But, you know, the times when I can get those really cool products, like nobody else is going to have those. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, I look to the local growers. Where is your mother mother's 5 acres? So she's out in Enumclaw. Okay. She's um That's pretty close. North. It's like maybe what 20 30 minutes from you. Yeah, it's about 30-ish, mm-hmm. so it wouldn't be an everyday thing for me to go there, but she's um, she's at home right now with my grandma, so she has plenty of But so she needs to grow for you. I know. I'm like, Mom, I will pay you to grow for me. <laughs> so this is, this is what's on the pipeline for me, I think. Well, both of you have mentioned that you started teaching more in 2020, and I want to hear about that. Cindy, um, You, I, I was telling you that the virtual florist is one of my insights for 2021, and you uh-huh. are a virtual florist in what you did. Yeah, I was at first a little, little I guess, afraid of doing it, just doing the Zoom. But in my corporate job, I did WebExes all the time to do training. I thought, well, this is no different; it's just more fun. So <laughs> I reached out. <laughs> I reached out to a senior living apartment complex down at South Center because I was doing flowers for the hotel next door. And I just walked over there and I asked, you know, do you ever do any, you know, classes for your seniors or activities? And they actually have a social director. So I left my information and lo and behold, she called me. And it was after they had been locked down for a while and said, you know, is there any way we could do virtual classes? And they said, well, I sure will try. And so the first class was Ikebana. And I would I would say most of the people on the phone, which included gentlemen too, had to be 70 and up. And they all know how to Zoom because they all Zoom with their families. So sure. they were a couple up on me. But um, I delivered the product in bundles and their their little vases and frogs and everything. And they did an excellent job. And they were so excited that they all emailed pictures so that I could see how they're what the results were. How cool. And then we did another class with um, grapevine reeds and it went really well. I mean, I just went out and I bought 15 glue guns on on, um, (laughs) Amazon and clippers. And I sterilized all the stuff with bleach before I deliver it in the little bags. And it was, it was a real blast and it, it lifted my spirits because I was feeling, you know, just sad about things that were going on. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, because you had been in the past taught more, more intimate, like 
one-on-one or small group classes yeah, I, in your studio, right? I would do small group classes, 10, six to 10 people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I did have one more class after the pandemic and we could be outside, but, um, I'm looking forward to going back to that. I had a lot of people that we've done recent centerpieces and kind of a traditional thing now reaching out to me. Are you going to be able to do that? It's like at a certain point, it was just not going to be safe. And so we'll just have to yeah. look forward. I, get, I feel very hopeful. <laughs> yeah. Get your vaccine and then you can come take a class with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Can so, I just, yeah. Can you, can you talk just a little bit about pricing with the senior center? Like with, did they, were they willing to pay a like a per person budget or because you obviously had a lot of yeah. in- costs with the supplies? Yeah, it covered my supplies. It was somewhat of a community service too. <laughs> it covered it covered my supplies. It covered I joined up for Zoom Pro so I could have no limit on the time. Right. And I would say that there was probably like $15 profit for me on each one. <laughs> so it was more of an act of love, but I, I really enjoyed doing it. But they were they were fine with paying fifty dollars a person. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's so amazing! So that got a really nice, you know, nice bowl and something they'd want to keep and be proud of what they turned out. Hmm. So it wasn't a, a huge income thing, but it was really good for my soul. Yeah, and I also do. I feel like things like that. I, I'm going to just give huge credit to Gina for inviting me to do uh, a a course for Flurvana. We all learned new technology and how to be engaged uh, in different ways in 2020. So you learned how to teach groups on Zoom. And um, Gina, you did a lot of online teaching and you dragged me into it. So can you talk a little (laughs) bit about how that went? Yeah, it's been so interesting. I feel like I've just expanded so much with um, the whole online learning. I mean, I've always, I've been taking online courses since, you know. You're a, a, a purchaser right. of online, other people's so, courses, yeah, right? I, I know take <laughs> online courses, yeah. but like teaching them is a whole different story. Um, doing an online summit, I, um, in partnership with another florist, uh, Sean Michael Foley, we came up with um, Florvana. And it's basically a collaborative effort of other florists just teaching, um, sharing knowledge, uh, insights, creativity, everything under the sun. Um, we even had somebody come on and do astrology readings, which was really cool. <laughs> and aromatherapy, right? <laughs> yeah, aromatherapy. Um, so just anything that encompasses creativity, which we all like really needed. Um, it, it was a really cool collaboration and we're planning on doing another one in March. So keep an eye out for that. Um, but it also pushed me and I'm sure it also pushed Deborah a little bit to get some online courses started. And I'm actually, um, diving into the planning organization. I will have a course launching soon for Trello, um, which is an organizational, um, online task management system Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and Canva. I don't know how many of you have to be your own graphic designer, but (laughs) Canva is amazing. Um, And then Dubsado. Dubsado is what I use to client manage. Um, So basically I do all my weddings uh, with Dubsado software. So that's going to be a little bundle and I'm actually launching it pretty soon. So Wait, I thought you already taught, I had a bundle that, did that come and go or? No, um, so this is, 
This is the bundle that I, I've been working on for oh, a bit. Oh, okay. Um, okay, good. Yeah, I just didn't. <laughs> it kind of got, December got away from me. No, it's okay. No apologies. I just I just have to say, when when Flurvana happened, and Cindy, did you attend to that or did you see anything about it? I, I did after the fact oh. about it. So I was like, I want to know more. Well, yeah, we, we need to invite you to the one coming up. But um, when in it first in its first iteration in like around Labor Day weekend, right, right around the end of August, there were, you know, four days of, of online courses with a whole group of people that Sean Michael Foley and Gina Thresher, who are both AIFD, like looped in, but not everybody was AIFD. I was like, oh, are you sure I can be part of this? And it <laughs> we was weren't going for people with credentials. It's no, just, but we're you, looking for specific people who share knowledge and share it well. Um, there was no credentials necessary. We had people, we had growers, we had all walks of life. So yeah. yeah. And I no, and I didn't mean to like try to pigeonhole it, but I guess what my first thought was, um, <clears throat> I can't do this. And Gina, you were, you're like, look, you, you can get on zoom. You can, you can record something. I actually recorded it on my iPad and, um, why don't you do it so you can start online teaching? And it was again, COVID forced us into these things out of necessity. And now they've just, to me, it seems like there's, we're folding them into our regular business model. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, Cindy, you're, you're, you definitely need to, to, uh, touch base and we'll see how, how to, uh, oh, uh I mean, I don't want to speak for Gina cause she might have her March one plan, but at least have you attend and give, you know, give your thoughts on what, yeah. what is effective. Gina's course on Canva was, it was a mini course. Cause it was like, 30 minutes. I learned so much. And um, I know that just sort of then made me want more. Yeah, that was just scratching the surface. So that's what this bundle is coming out is going to be like a deep dive into each of those three subjects together, because that's what I use. And it's, it helps so much. Um, Yeah. And and I mean, you can do the intro courses, they're still available on my website for free. So basically, like the one that you watched, Deborah, that one's Oh, okay. I thought you had something up. Okay. Yeah. Right. That's the one I, I kind of released a little sneak peek of it so that people would check it out if they were interested, um, you know, kind of get on the wait list for it. So, so that is referring, you're referring more to like teaching business techniques, um, and for creative people, but then, uh, teaching design online is also something that like when Cindy just described doing, it's maybe, in the past, we thought we needed a big production studio or something, but now it's just a laptop camera. I mean, are you teaching in front of the laptop, Cindy, or how are you filming I'm that? I'm teaching in front of my phone. Um, <laughs> right now, I'm talking to you on my phone. I went on Amazon for $53. I bought it's a tripod, light ring with all kinds of settings. You screw your phone into it, um, put an earbud in, and away you go. So mm-hmm. I didn't even use a laptop. Wow. It it works great. The the lighting is good. Um, Talk about inexpensive. It all fit in this little tiny bag. And yep, it just was perfect. Are you doing Zoom consults with with clients? Or um, I guess now that you're not doing weddings, they're probably not asking for it as much. Yeah. Yeah. I'll still be doing uh, Persian weddings, but I want to focus on the Sofre piece just because there's so much. And I would much preferred that there was a florist doing the floral part and I can just focus on the sofre. I was spreading myself way too thin. And that was one of my new year's things is to be kinder to myself and not try to do everything. <laughs> oh my gosh. Can you please say that again and put it on a t-shirt? <laughs> yes. 
And there's so much, there's so much business out there. It's really fun knowing other florists and being able to say, you know, I've got a bride. I think you'd be a perfect match. And that frees me up to do some of the things I wanted to pursue that I put on the back shelf because all I, you know, I was just so involved in the weddings, which was, was perfect for a long time. Well, what you're alluding to is community and, um, that is, that's what makes being in, in this world, uh, at least for me, I know with Slow Flowers and um, the relationships are really what um, add, you know, make it special because otherwise we do spend a lot of time at our desks by ourselves. And, you know, how do we, how do we derive meaning in the midst of being locked down? Uh, it's really the connections of, with others. Definitely. Wow. Uh, so what's the one thing that you're excited about for 2021, Cindy, that you haven't shared yet? Anything? Um, I guess what I'm most excited about is just, yeah, I've already kind of shared it, just pivoting and yeah. doing something different. I would like to be more involved in some community affairs where, you know, even doing classes via Zoom for people that haven't been able to get out or, you know, the one thing I thought about is Union Gospel Mission orders flowers from me and they have, you know, different living situations and, you know, providing some classes for the people that are using their services. Wow. Wow. Um, I mean, that's sort of another one of my kind of beliefs that we're all looking at is flowers for mental health, flowers for mm-hmm. um, wellness. So it's yeah, nothing could be more profound. And than helping that. a lot of it's women that are living in shelters and just giving them the confidence that they can create something beautiful. Mm. Mm. Oh, awesome. keep me posted on that. That's really okay. cool, Cindy. What do you, I know, Gina? You've got all kinds of thing, all kinds of irons in the fire. But uh, anything you want to highlight um, that you're excited about? Oh, I mean, we've covered. I, I I'm super excited about the next Florvana coming up. I think that's going to be. We're going to be very much focusing on green practices and being more mindful Um, going into 2021. There's not really room for being wasteful. Um, One, it's expensive to be very wasteful. Uh, We have to really streamline and get um, get into using some more eco-friendly practices. So that's what this Floribana is going to focus on. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, being local. um, Yeah. I'm that, really excited about this. And that date, those dates, have you announced those yet? Uh, we haven't technically announced them yet, but I could kind of give you a little sneak peek. It's probably going to be around March 5th. So. Okay. Okay. That's a great. Well, maybe what I'll do is, um, well, first of all, in our show notes, I want to have lots of photos of you, both of you and your work and any links for things that people can follow up on. So I'll, um, I'll chase you down and get that and, and share them so our listeners can find and follow you. But I just want to tell you how much I appreciate both of you so much. You um, really have made me feel like uh, I know I am I am not a florist, but I am friends with florists, and I'm part of this community. And uh, your contributions to to our community is so important. So, I'm thanks for sharing your stories today. I really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you for thank having you. us. I- Cindy, I haven't ever gotten to meet you, and I really, this has really been great. I don't think we've actually ever met in person. No, <laughs> oh, I'm so I'm, surprised. I know, I'm it's really good. Work and, yeah. I'm a busy bee when I go to the florist, the, the wholesalers too. I'm always talking and meeting people, and I don't know how I might have That's okay. I, so I usually go later in the day. You know, just, I, I know that people that have, like, shops and things that they need to get back, you know, to, to their business. So, to me, it's like I 
feel like I'm not, um, you don't want to go at 6am. <laughs> That's so right, funny. Cause right. I'm never there at 6am either. It's so oh, bad. Okay. I am not an early bird. Then we probably sit next to each other admiring flowers, but I'd love to meet you. In <laughs> well, person. we're going to have a floral field trip to some of these micro farms. Um, so even if we have to drive in our own cars and social distance and we'll bring our picnics as soon as we get through this gray, wet, dreary <laughs> weather that we're all experiencing. Thank, look you. Forward to that. thank you both so much. Happy New Year. And thanks for being part of this. I, I'm thrilled oh, to share you. this conversation. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you. That was a fun conversation, and I'm so glad we recorded it for today. You can visit DebraPrincing.com to find episode 488 and see photos and links to follow both Cindy and Gina in the new year. And Gina has shared details about her upcoming online courses and to register for details on the Spring Flurvana Summit, which I'll also be involved in. Our next sponsor thank you goes to Longfield Gardens, which provides home gardeners with high-quality flower bulbs and perennials. Their online store offers plants for every region and every season, from tulips and daffodils to dahlias, caladiums, and amaryllis. Check out the full catalog at Longfield Gardens. That's longfield-gardens.com. Connecting with more of you, either in person or virtually, thanks to technology, is one of our ongoing goals. I encourage you to take advantage of our monthly Slow Flowers member virtual meetups. The January session took place last week, But if you missed it, I'll share the replay video link in today's show notes so you can watch. The theme was floral wellness. And I want to thank Rachel Johnson of Simply Grounded, who introduced us to Sogetsu Ikebana and demonstrated three incredible designs for us to learn from. This Friday, January 15th at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, you're invited to join our free webinar focusing on how to create botanical couture fashions for the upcoming American Flowers Week 2021 campaign. If you have ever been interested in participating as a creator of a floral fashion, this session is for you. As of the date of this recording, 10 past botanical couture creators are confirmed to present, and we will hear how each conceptualized their unique iconic look for past American Flowers Week collections. I'll share the link to sign up in today's show notes, and I can't wait for you to join us. And save the date for the February Slow Flowers member virtual meetup. We're moving it a little earlier next month because of Valentine's Day. So we'll gather on online February 5th, that's a Friday, to learn more about growing and designing with hellebores. More to come on that in our February newsletter. And if you're not currently receiving the newsletter, find the subscribe link in today's show notes. Our final sponsor thank you goes to the Seattle Wholesale Growers Market, a farmer-owned cooperative committed to providing the very best the Pacific Northwest has to offer in cut flowers, foliage, and plants. The Growers Market's mission is to foster a vibrant marketplace that sustains local flower farms and provides top-quality products and services to the local floral industry. Visit them at seattlewholesalegrowersmarket.com. Thanks so much for joining us today. The Slow Flowers podcast has been downloaded more than 677,000 times 
by listeners like you. Thank you for listening, commenting, and sharing. It means so much. As our movement gains more supporters and more passionate participants who believe in the importance of our domestic cut flower industry, the momentum is contagious. I know you feel it too. I value your support and invite you to show your thanks to support Slow Flowers ongoing advocacy, education, and outreach activities. You can find the donate button in the column to the right at deborahprinzing.com. I'm Deborah Prinzing, host and producer of the Slow Flowers podcast. Next week, you're invited to join me in putting more slow flowers on the table, one vase at a time. And if you like what you hear, please consider logging onto iTunes and posting a listener review. The content and opinions expressed here are either mine alone or those of my guests alone, independent of any podcast sponsor or other person, company, or organization. The Slow Flowers podcast is engineered and edited by Andrew Brenlin. Learn more about his work at soundbodymovement.com. Thank you.